Welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And we're here to talk about it all. And tonight we're going to be discussing sea monsters. Monsters, monsters, monsters. Sea something. Sea semen. See my fat ass actually. Whoa! <laughs> anyway, that's scary when you think about it. So, yeah, we, uh, I think we were saying what would be something different that we don't normally talk about and don't normally look in. Sea creatures, sea monsters, sea, sea, monsters, sea, sea creatures, sea things. Yeah. Sea. You know, Fat Willie actually had this idea for a show well, he, uh, for uh, Let's Talk Ghosts. We never got around to it. So thank you, Fat Willie, uh, for the show idea. Yeah. FW, yeah, okay. FW, FW, FW. Um, um, so sea yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, and we are on what network? The Diversity Broadcasting Network, which is www. Dot diversity broadcasting network dot com. Every Friday, ten o'clock is us. That's right. And before us is the purple tie. The purple and tie before them is let's talk ghosts. Uh, reruns. Let's talk ghosts. And that's Renee's little baby, and does a great job with it. They do other things too. She's yep. on there and they got other talks and guests. And she has her own show on Sundays. She does on Sundays. Yeah, <clears throat> so yeah, we appreciate diversity for all their help and. Uh, apparently for now we got some listeners out there, so we're excited yeah, right. about that as well. And uh, if we offend you, then we're doing our jobs. Hey, well, we're <laughs> exercising our right, and just so you don't feel totally left out, we're on one knee when we do it. So, oh, oh hey, 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 oh. my ex-wife was always on two knees. Oh, hey. Hey. That's not offensive. <laughs> hmm. uh. You know, listeners, I should point out that. Um, my co-host gave me this wonderful glass plate, this heavy-duty, gigantic mug. It has an alien, gray alien on it, and uh, it's heavy glass. It's not the cheap Chinese glass. It almost feels like American glass, which is very rare today. Oh, yeah. Heavy-duty, and you can fit two beers in this effort. Um, I love this glass. This is my new glass. Keep it away from the kids because they break it. I will kill them. So, so yes, I got Jeff this great, great mug. We were at uh, the missus and I were up in... Uh, Near Syracuse at a witches and wizardry festival. It was the first first year for it, and uh, they had a good little turnout. It was out at the Baldwinsville Park, and it was outdoors. We had great great weather for it. it was It was probably 75, 80 degrees, sunny, slight breeze. It was nice, and uh, this vendor had these glasses. They had clothes and all kinds of things. They had these great 24, 30 ounce beer mugs for ten bucks. And they had hand-etched scenes on them. Uh, huh. Aliens and spiders and ghosts and wolves and whatever you, whatever you think of. They had all, all these things. And it was just one, they were one of many vendors. There was a lot of great vendors up there. Um, uh, as, as can be attested to from my wife's credit card account. <laughs> so so uh, we had a great time and uh, great job. I believe Psychic Impressions out of the... Uh, Cicero area uh, helped sponsor that show, and they did a great job. So cool. it was a fun weekend. Cool. It was a fun you, weekend man. Saturday. But anyways, back to the sea creatures. creatures. Yes. So uh, I was telling Emil uh, before the show that uh, I actually was astounded uh, on the amount of uh, stories and uh, video. I mean, actually, really good video. Um, of the different creatures and monsters uh, out in the oceans and lakes. Uh, out in the oceans, the video is actually from like, you know, drilling crews and, you know, uh, marine biologists and, you know, that kind of stuff, deep sea diving equipment. So it's not like it's CGI crap that you see with a lot of UFOs and that kind of stuff today. Um, this is legitimate uh, video um, comparable to like NASA stuff that you see uh, if you ever take time to look at the uh, NASA footage. But uh, this stuff was excellent, very crystal clear. Um, and I saw things that obviously I didn't know exist. Uh, and in the video, you know, obviously when these people are seeing, you know, the marine biologists are seeing, there are things they don't know exist. Um, I was dumbfounded at the quality of the videos. Just I, if you were talking to five, six thousand feet down in the water, no joke. I mean, literally five thousand feet, six thousand feet. And there's things down there that uh, will blow your mind. I mean, it, it just blow your mind, man. Absolutely. You, know? you, you figure the, the earth is two thirds, two thirds. If there were three thirds, it'd be the whole earth, but two thirds of it's water. And a lot of that water is of such depth that we haven't really explored it or really haven't had the ability to explore it because 
there's such water. The water pressure is so crazy. Most, you know, in in the the fifties, which wasn't that long ago, subs can go much below five hundred feet. You know, now I think I don't know where they go. Couple thousand, maybe. Yeah, probably two, three thousand. Two thousand, three thousand. Yeah, we're guessing, but we're guessing. But they're still, guessing. you know, they still have to be cautious of crush, crush depth. Yeah, crush depth. Yeah. Crush depth. Um. So we can build something to go down and check things out, and these things live down there. Yeah, and that's just that's far out. That is far out. You know, um, like inner space. Yeah, you know, and just not the sea creatures, but uh, you know, lake monsters. You know, you know. Obviously, we'll talk about uh, the Loch Ness monster tonight. Obviously, at some point, but I was astounded again at the amount of lake monsters there were. You know, I knew about Lake Champagne and Champ. You know, Champ. Yeah. And um, there was one in Oregon I had no idea about. That's well known. Um, and the ones like the ones in like Oregon. There was a lake out in Oregon, and I can't remember its name. Um, and then there's the uh, Champ one. Um, the Indian legends talk about this. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, 14th, 15th century. This mm-hmm. stuff is old, man. I mean, like, and people still see these creatures to this day. I mean, that's just astounding. It's absolutely astounding. And um, some videos I've seen are just absolutely astounding. And there's one in Chesapeake Bay, supposedly. Yep. Chessie, that's another one. Thank you. Chessie and Champ. Chessie. Yep, Chessie and Champ. Uh, yep. Nessie. Nessie, yep. Um... There's one out in freaking Norway, man. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Iceland. There's one in Iceland. And Gre- There's another one in Greece. You wouldn't have not believe the amount of, like, different lakes that have some kind of creature in them. And there's videotape to back up the stories. You know? I mean, like, there was ones out in Alaska. Like, it just blew my mind. And it was, it was taken by a rigging crew. You know, I mean, like, and they, all eight guys were on this rigging crew, and science warned statement, they didn't fake it, you know, it just, in the video, it's just amazing stuff. You just, it just blows your mind at the amount of stuff that's out there. Absolutely. You know, it really does. Absolutely. You know, I mean, my mind was blown, you know, and then you, you get into the stories of explorers and, and, and ships, you know, the trading ships in the 14th and 15th century, and the, you know, they're talking about Kraken, and it, you know, it, you know, when I saw Pirates of the Caribbean, I thought that you know, Kraken thing was a joke, you know, the giant creature. Yeah. No, it, dude, no, seriously, there's like lots. I mean, like literally hundreds of reports over the years of this Kraken creature thing, you know, I'm just dumb on it. Old crust and octopus and crab and right. You know, and yeah. you, you know, maybe you can chalk up a few. You know, maybe a good ninety-five percent of it of a drunken sailor telling the story. I get that, but you know, you're always going to come down to that five percent. You know, where you know someone wasn't drunker in hell, and uh, the captain and his first mate saw it together. I mean, like that's some pretty you know crazy stuff. You know, absolutely. Throughout history, it is throughout, throughout history. history. Throughout history, all, all throughout um, history. All the different mythologies all have some kind of sea creatures or three sea sea peoples or persons or whatever. Um, mermaids, mermen. Uh, I'm to say sea people. Sea Damn people. Sea There's people. a South Park episode about that. Is there? Yeah, it's a whole other show. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, the Hydra from, from Greek mythology is the multi-headed dragon that's a sea, sea creature. Uh, we talked about the crack, which is a giant octopus grid. Crab-like thing. Um, yeah, it's each culture has their own thing, and there's some basis and truth. And uh, we just we just don't know. You can't. We can't. First of all, we can't see far enough into the water. I think that's why I don't. That's why I don't like about the ocean. I really can't see what's around me. Right. You can't. No, no. And that, when I'm out in the ocean. Uh, I feel it was down the Florida. I'd rather take my chances yeah. in a dark room. Yeah, I spent a whole week in the ocean. Then uh, in the ocean. Yeah, and uh, at, at times at night, you know, all worse. the smart people got out of the water, and I'm like, why yeah. the hell they get in the water? I'm out in the water, right? Me and a couple other dummies. You know, some of them like, well, that's when the sharks come in, dummy. You know, I'm like, oh, so my ass is out of the water pretty damn fast after that. Yeah, you know, but, you know, tourists. That's what I was. Didn't know any better. You know, so. <laughs> and 
Sharks, giant sharks, it's, jaws. You know, you cut yourself out in the ocean. I don't know if you noticed, but sharks can smell your blood from like miles away. They can. Yeah, you know, so they, they hone in on that. Oh, shark. yeah. They, they, the, the buffet is open, so to speak. But. So there's the sharks. There's giant sharks. Giant, well, giant what whites, about the shark we're talking about? We're, we're, we're just talking about the shark before the they, show. They came across this, um, I'm going to call it like a megalodon. Yeah. Which is eighty million years ago, folks. Eighty no million joke. year old shark that, when you compare it next to a modern day big killer shark, it's like a minnow. Yeah. The shark, the great white, the biggest great white we can think of, is like a minnow compared to this thing. Yeah. And they, they thought it was extinct eighty million years ago. Nope. Not no, wrong. No, Still it's around. Just been, Still around. Hanging out yep. and doing its thing. So, and you got to ask yourself. What what is this thing living on? Like I know what sharks have to eat all the time, and what what's in this thing's food chain that has kept it alive and at that size? What the hell else yeah. is down there that we don't know about? Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. What else? It's, is it's out more there? than just plankton. This thing's eating. I'm telling you straight up. Yep. Yep. That's yeah, a big puppy. It's got to I mean, eat something big, man. And maybe that's what keeps the shark population under control. Know. <laughs> Who knows, right? Because yeah, there really right? ain't much above the shark in the like food the chain. This is like the super predator, you know? Yeah, so. There ain't much above the shark in the food chain. Yeah, I, I just amazing. Like, you see, uh, you know, I watch Rebecca Monterey's on uh, uh, extinct, you know, yep. uh, sea creatures, you know, dinosaurs, basically. And some of these things, man, you talk and they got, some, literally, some of them got 60 feet in length. Uh-huh. 60, think about that, 60 feet in size in the water that were meat eaters. That's nuts, oh, yeah. you know? I'm like, holy crap, you know? So who knows? Maybe some of this stuff's still floating around out there. Who knows? Well, there's there's still stuff. I mean, and these aren't really, see, monsters, but I was talking to Jeff and I were discussing this. If you've ever been on a whale watch where you go out on the boat and whatever it is, five, six miles off, the coast and and you've got an active area where these whales are the only time i was on a whale watch was uh, you know when i was married and she'd come in the bedroom naked my ex-wife okay well that was that's because greenpeace kept pushing her (laughs) pushing her up trying to get her back into the water but um these things are these things are huge and you just see a little bit of them when it comes out of the water but these things are huge and there's videos out there this too where there's like a picture of a boat next to this whale. He doesn't realize the whale's there. And again, the boat looks like a minnow compared to this. Right, right. And as a whole, the whales are peaceful, but these things are just big. Big. Can you imagine, take yourself back five, six, seven hundred years and be that person out when this thing shows up. up. Yeah. Shows up. Just... No, it's Freak sad to you know whales. You know they're all friendly, like man. They don't they yeah. don't start shit with anybody. And you got the Japanese out running around trying to kill the some of the Japanese. You know, there's some other countries too that yeah, are part of that. Know, that that's the one thing I don't like about the Japs. You know, and I'm using a World War II term. I'm gonna piss people off, but that's one thing I don't like about that. You know, you know, I was trying to kill these poor creatures. And maybe we're not. Maybe I'm just being an asshole. And I'm not being fair. This shit, we go around and kill cows all the time, and I'm a burger eater. You know, so that would get off subject. I'll shut up now. But... <laughs> oh, oh my God! <laughs> what was that? There she blows. <laughs> Anyways, that was me. It slipped. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and they uh, every now and then you'll see the report where something washes up on shore, and it'll be this big mass of something, and. They don't know what it is, and it was a creature, and this, that. It doesn't look like anything they recognize, and you see these all the time. Once, once or twice a year, or a couple of times. Well, they've done. We now that we can do DNA. We they DNA yeah. test these things, and all these things they thought were mysterious creatures, something they hadn't found before, or giant jellyfish, or whatever the case is. A lot of times there are these sperm whales that die. I knew you were going to get sperm and DNA. Oh, you know, well, you know. You know, you're Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. We've been talking about your ex-wife, so, you know, know, dead sperm. There she blows. Dead dead sperm's going to be in there someplace. Um, And apparently, and I guess, I think they're just kind of trying to pin the numbers together to make this work, but they theorize that when these sperm whales die, either, either the bones dissolve, and I'm not sure how that works, 
or for whatever reason, the the fat and the blubber and the muscle and whatever detach from the whale, and that's what washes up on shore. Just these big masses of uh, masses of blubber and things like that. So <laughs> this is gonna be a bad show, yeah. And then might be this time at the swimming pool. Jeff gets a call saying his ex-wife's not at the beach, and. Uh, so now I determine that these are actually everyday creatures that have died, and because we know nothing about them, because we know absolute, well, virtually absolutely nothing about them, uh, we don't know. That's what happened. So we, we jump to conclusions and think it's something from our prehistoric past or something brand new or, you know, something from uh, the nuclear uh, meltdown in Japan or whatever that, that came out. And uh, it's not. It's just a dead whale that has... For a reason, detached from its bones and only gone somewhere else, and the whatever was left floats above. But some of the other sea creatures, sea monsters we we know of from our from our literature and from our TVs and movies is who is the one? You probably don't think of him as a sea creature, but who would be a sea creature? That you Godzilla. Godzilla. Absolutely nuclear. Japanese playing around with nu- <laughs> nuclear things. They shouldn't. Oh, no. No, it's got to go. Go, 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 Godzilla. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. Google it. Um, Godzilla was a sea creature of, of sorts. Um, uh, trying to think. Uh, at the time, Moby Dick was considered Moby Dick. The, giant, the giant white whale. And... Uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters from okay, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Right, yeah. yeah, Google that one. You guys get a kick out of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Uh, Cthulhu is actually... Cthulhu. Again, South Park. Cthulhu is, uh, <laughs> is uh, actually a sea creature. See, it's, now this I did not know. And, uh, and and the only reason I knew the name is South Park did a whole series. Oh, Cthulhu? Oh, jeez, it was, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was called now, but they did like a four-part series, and I think that was the name of the main creature, but anyway, go ahead, I'm sorry. Cthulhu, yeah, H.P. Lovecraft is, Cthulhu is this, best way to describe it is, is a god creature that will one day eventually yep, this destroy is. destroy yep. mankind yeah. and yeah. replace, uh, replace, uh, the humans with uh, its 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 minions on Earth. So Cthulhu is a big thing. Yeah. Wow. See, now I did not know that was a real thing. I thought something South Park made up for four episodes, and uh, I was wrong apparently. Uh, but I don't. Are you a South Park fan, by the way? Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I used to. Uh, I tell you, this was some funny stuff. Funny stuff. But anyway, so yes. And uh, oh, by the way, that cartoon I was telling everybody about that I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Uh, it's called Loudmouth, if I remember correctly. Okay. And I think believe it's on Netflix, and it makes Loudmouth. yeah. Okay. And it is, Actually, I think I've heard of it. It's funny. It. It's funny. I know Steve from uh, Let's Talk Ghost probably watches it, laughing his ass off because it's the kind of humor Steve likes, which I understand because I kind of like to hate it myself. But uh, Loudmouth, folks, check it out. It's not for kids. Uh, this is definitely an adult type of cartoon. So that there. go ahead. Sorry, sir. Um, so yeah, Cthulhu. It's. Uh... Basically, if you're into the occult and those kind of things, Cthulhu is very big. Very big with the occult. Um, if you are a Marvel comic fan uh, and you just watched the movie that came out last year, Doctor Strange, um, the creature that was coming, the interdimensional creature that was coming to destroy Earth was kind of a Cthulhu type creature. Hmm. So, it's. You see it, Cthulhu's got, he's kind of got the, got the octopus, best way to describe Cthulhu, if uh, it's got the octopus tentacles and things like that for the lower body, and then it's got kind of a misshapen head for a human head for the top. Um, if anyone watched Pirate of the Caribbean, and the, uh, the one, Davy Jones, do you remember Davy Jones? Yes. Not the singer, not the monkey. <laughs> but uh, he was a he was a captain of the uh, of the uh, Dutchman. He kind of had a, he kind of had a Cthulhu look to him. You could put that would be kind of what Cthulhu looked like. But yeah, very Cthulhu is very big with the uh, with the occult. Hmm. So. 
See, you learn something every day, and today, folks, I definitely learned something myself. But, uh, other than that, they are, they are out there, and I think, uh, hopefully, you know, at some point we start to explore a little more of our, our seas and oceans. I, I don't think there's any financial gain in it. I think there's just the, 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 the discovery of new things that are on our planet, and I think maybe us to take a look at just how small and insignificant we really are. You know, uh, one of the uh, the videos I saw that uh, I was telling you about before the show that uh, really struck me as just fantastic uh, was from a... Uh, oh, actually, this one I did tell you about. There's two. Uh, I'll cover the first one because I just brought it up. But uh, this was from a, uh, a marine biologist type of uh, uh, situation uh, out on deep sea. Uh, they were down around 5,000 feet. It was 5,400, if I remember correctly. And uh, the video, clear as day. Uh, oh, oh my God, you did it again. Uh, clear as day. This thing was right up against, yeah, right next to the camera. And it was probably the size of the bar room that we're in right now. And it was translucent. It was fluent. Um, it almost looked like the, like a gigantic jellyfish, but just without all the colors. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it was definitely living, and the way it could move itself was just absolutely fascinating. It was just uh, very fluid. Uh, it's very hard to imagine. Uh, if you go on the YouTube and you type in sea creature videos, uh, I'm sure it'll be on there because it's so crystal clear and it's obviously not faked and it's a real video and it's documented as being a real video. Um, and it, it was blowing your mind. And again, it was about the size of my bar, which is a decent sized room for all terms of purposes, you know. Uh, it's the size of a dining room, I guess. Um, so, uh, that, to me, just seeing that was just totally nuts. Then there was a second one. Um, and this was from a... Uh, there's two guys in one of those capsules. Those deep-seating capsules. And they're taking video. They're underwater. Oh, right. You know, I don't know how far those things go down. And I, I probably should have got more information on the video before I brought it up tonight. But whatever. Um and they're and they're getting different and different creatures on there and they're like, oh that's cool, this is this type of fish, and they're talking about it. And then all of a sudden, like they move the camera over for a minute, and they're taking it out on one side. And but the camera's wide enough where you can see the entire window area, you know, of the, the of the little uh, watercraft, underwater craft. And this this hand slash um, fin thing comes up and smacks the window. I mean, it was the size of a large human hand. And the guys in the thing, they jump. You can actually see them jump in the camera like, what the, you know? Because they're, you know, they're at least 2,000 feet down. What the hell's got a hand slash thin, you know? You know what it reminded me of? It was that damn uh, creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Yeah. I mean, it was that type of hand. I'm like, I just not see that. You know, I just did not see that. But that's what it was. And it was this smack to win it was from coming up underneath, and it actually rocked the craft wow. underwater. It hit it so hard. To me, I there, there's some stuff out there, man, that we don't know anything about. Because whatever that was, you know, it looked like an arm hand to me. That that's pretty far out, man. You know, I mean, who knows? That merman. Yeah, merman. You know, merman. Creature in the black loon. Shit, it's pretty real. I don't know. You know, or what was that? A swamp thing. Remember swamp? That was a great movie, swamp by the way. Thing. I remember seeing that as a kid swamp when it first came thing. out. That was a great movie. One of my favorite movies of all time was Swamp Thing. When I was a swamp kid. Thing, Man Thing. Yeah, Man Thing. Man Thing was like DC's version of yeah. Swamp Thing. Yeah, or vice versa. But uh, yeah, Swamp Thing was fun. Yeah, another great. There goes the neighborhood. Seventies, seventies, eighties. Little black kid DC. on the front porch. You want to see some classic DC character movies? Let me tell you, seventies and eighties put them all out there. Oh, Captain America, Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Thor, too funny. I'll be curious to see with the uh, with the advent of the new Justice League movie coming up and the introduction of Aquaman. Aquaman. Aquaman to uh, to the scene if there isn't some kind of slight resurgence in. Uh, Exploring the oceans and kids taking an interest in oceanography and things like that. Well, my kid there, Keegan, the 13-year-old, uh, wants to be a marine biologist. 
Does he? You know, yeah, he has been for a long time. Nice. He's very interested in that. He's the fish dude. He's, he actually he knows more about animals and insects and anything, snakes and dinosaurs than he could ever remember in my life. He really like memorizes that kind of stuff. Um, very fascinated by it. He'll touch things I don't even think about touching. <laughs> it's crawling around. Leave it alone. You know, not you know. That's me. Get away from it. <laughs> True. It wasn't as poisonous. I don't know. You know. Find out. Yeah. That's what he does. He's like, ah, it'll be fine. You know, he's fearless when it comes to that kind of stuff. God bless him. So, uh, yeah, there's still some interest out there, I think, you know. And uh, as I said, my eyes were wide open. I have a new area of research now. You know, I, after I've done my, my my John F. Kennedy, you know, 12-year saga of assassination research and my, you know, alien abduction, <laughs> which started out with UFO encounters and then morphed into alien abduction over a 20-year period, um... And then the Sasquatch thing, which always go on going, obviously, but uh, now I, I think I have a new a venue uh, for exploration. Um, and I was actually thinking, and I was going to talk to you about this, but uh, since we're on the air, we must do it now. You know, uh, I have no problem chartering a boat, okay. you know, for Champ. Oh. You know, it's just a, throwing an idea out there if you'd be interested. We'll have to kick that around. You know, that. I mean, all, you don't sound like it's a physical thing. We sit on a boat, we have some... Decent cameras, which Steve from Let's Talk Ghosts has a ton of equipment. I'm sure he lets borrow. Um, maybe he'll want to come along, you know. But uh, I'll charter uh, a, a vessel for like a 24-hour period, you know, that has sonar on it or some shit like that. And uh, who knows? I bet you those things yeah. you can charter that are designed just for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah, we'll, we'll get that around. Look at that. That would be, yeah. be interesting. I uh, actually, you know, it, since we're talking about different screwy things tonight. Um, I have, through my job, I have some very good contacts around the country. Um, one of them is in Alaska. And uh, Alaska is literally the country, you know, the, the unknown country of the United States is Alaska. I mean, yeah, it is true. completely unexplored, a lot of areas. It's huge. Um, and you can see Russia from there. Yeah. The, the guy that I deal with um, has led an amazing life. Like, this guy has done everything, no bullshit. And, uh, I mean, he even fought Boom Boom Ray Mancini. I mean, like, you, yeah, he was a foreign boxer. You, I mean, like, you can't make this stuff up with this guy. Uh, kind of grizzly bear and polar bear. I mean, this guy's done it all. Anyway, long story short, he's been a guide before when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And there is an island, and he knows what I'm talking about, island. There's an island out there in Alaska um, that, and it's been on, like, Discovery Channel. So, uh, it was abandoned in the, uh, I think it was the early 50s, late 40s, early 50s, because people are end up, you know, being their heads ripped off. And they've been finding, you know, finding like 18 inch, 19 inch footprints, you know, Bigfoot. Um, and so they actually abandoned the town, the mining town, and let, no one's ever been back, like, to set up anything permanent. They left that island alone. It's, it's like known as Sasquatch Island out in Alaska. And uh, trees are, you know, there's pictures of trees that are ripped up out of the ground and put down the other way so the roots are sticking up in the air. You can't make this stuff up. But anyway, so this guy knows where this is. I know where it is. Um, he has a big-ass boat, you know. So I've actually been thinking about uh, hiring his services, flying out to Alaska, and doing a um, Sasquatch uh, investigation. Uh, no joke. I have a lot of vacation. <laughs> Hopefully a lot of medical. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff came back in a body bag of pieces. Oh, most of Jeff came back in a body bag. <laughs> I'd be a most. chicken wing, you know? Shit. So we were watching, what we watch? We watch, uh, we watch the other night. The, uh, I don't know if it's just called Boggy Creek. Oh, Or gosh. something Boggy Creek. Yeah, 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 the legend of Boggy Creek. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I think I got to the right. So this thing is like the Blair Witch Project for Sasquatch. <laughs> and, uh, one, it's it's too long. It's like Blair Witch, it was too long a movie. But guy and a girl, guy and a girl, his girlfriend go out and they're looking for. They want to get to the the site of the uh, Uzi Watson and McPherson video out when they were the famous video for uh, for uh, the Bigfoot thing and uh, just a crazy set of circumstances. And at one point, they run into some crazy forest white guy who tells them to leave and getting up in their grill about it and 
I'm still not sure what that part was, <laughs> other than I don't know. And then they they find a way to they sneak around him and camp. I see this this ain't good. They they camp and they're in the tent. And he proposes to her, which is the funny part. This is kind of comical part. Proposes this chick, and she kind of turns him down. <laughs> well, they're in the middle of nowhere. They had to walk in. They couldn't take the car, so they don't know where they are. Um, so he just got body slammed on his documentary with the girlfriend's like, well, let's live, let's live together and not get married. So that's, then all of a sudden they hear these hootins. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And I'm thinking, okay, this didn't sound like the Bigfoot ones we used to, but so you don't know if it's these white guys and if they're just mountain men that are stir crazy. And then rocks are getting thrown at the tent and they're getting freaked out. But you're screwed at that point. You're screwed. You know where you're going to, you can't go anywhere. At least Jeff kept the fire going and like when it was daylight was like next to his vehicle. Um, these these two hiked in from wherever, didn't leave breadcrumbs or nothing. And the best part of the movie is like the last ten minutes. It was it was almost worth staying the other hour and a half of the movie for the last ten minutes. So they get up and they get they, and the morning comes and they, they leave and he finds a chunk of fur and flesh on a log, and he feels he needs to capture it. He puts it in the bag. Girlfriend's P.O.'d, yelling at him. What are you doing? Come on, let's go. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to hike out, and uh, three hours into it, they come back around. The girlfriend starts freaking out because apparently it's been three hours. They've, they've hiked around. They're right back to this tree where he took the flesh out. She's actually just, now she's just belittling this guy. He's an idiot, doesn't know what he's doing, she doesn't trust him, blah, 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 whatever. The hooting and hollering starts back up again. Crazy movie. They're running, they get chased. Uh, apparently, they feel that they get on top of a hill, they'd be safe, and hold the, the, the girlfriend in a tree branch. So I don't know what you're going to do with this thing. Right? You know, and uh, the, the boyfriend gets grabbed and dragged. Oh, well, this, this is really the odd part. So, they got the camera going. Of course, they got the camera going. They hear a noise. They spin the camera in. There's this naked woman. Looks like she's been out in the wilderness for a long time, all grimy. and she hasn't gone without too many meals. So like she was pretty, <laughs> she was pretty, uh, looks like she'd been, been fed something. And then, uh, as soon as they spot her, and she lets you all yip, and then the guy gets dragged. See the guy get fall and the camera falls and you see him being dragged. Just hold on to the camera. I kind of like all that camera. I would definitely want him holding on to him being dragged. And then uh, you hear the girl, his girlfriend scream and that's where it ends. That one I haven't seen. That's really? Not, that's not the movie I'm thinking of. Though. Oh. I'm like, wow. Really? So you don't know. You don't know if there was actually... See, I think the white guy in there was just to kind of throw you out thinking, maybe it's not a Bigfoot, maybe it's just these... Hillbillies. Right. Uh, but it's didn't like a hillbilly per se, but it's, you know, whatever. You, but, um, you should come with me this April. Oh, to the, to the Sasquatch Island? Where they no, 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 no. <laughs> he had you and then shove a tree up your ass? No, no, no. I don't think so. No, 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 the roots no, 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 the local one I have here, there's a local uh, hotbed, you know, hundreds of years now, legends and people see it in the area. Uh, there's a place I go. I actually had my Sasquatch encounter. Um, and it's not that far. It's only about an hour and ten minutes from here. Um, and I go up there every year, at least once a year, if not twice a year, and I camp uh, for one or two days. You should go with me this year. Sure. You know, it's not. It's not you know, just hang out. I don't run. You know. And the cool I'm thing killing. about the cool. Th I, I, don't I, don't want, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> I don't run. I'm killing it. No. I'm it straight up. <laughs> listen, listen. I, where we're, I don't run. Right. right listen. You know, well, here's the thing. The, the great thing about Sasquatch, you know, research is you really don't. Unless you're looking for prints, you don't have to move. You can, you know, you stay up at night and you just turn on the recorder and you hope you catch something. I mean, that's really the gist of it. I get that. You know, and, and it's a great time you get to go out, you know, and after a few hours of anything, you, know, you crack open a bottle and you pass it around and have a good time, sit around the fire and shoot shit. Get away. There's no one to bother you. No kids driving up the goddamn just wall. <laughs> Uh, Nothing except the nine-foot hairy fucking Neanderthal. It's well, that's why I'm always packing. When I'm up there, I don't go without something. I always have a gun on me, so no yeah. one's eating me. 
And I'm more scared. I'm not scared of the Sasquatch. I'm scared of a bear. There's a lot of bears up there. I've marked a ton of bear tracks in the past. I found two Sasquatch tracks up there in my time. Two of them. But uh, a lot of bear track. A lot of bear track. The Sasquatch track, the first one I found, it was very wet. It was in the middle of the field. And I was with uh, Tim Holmes, uh, which is famous. He's famous in the movie. Uh, yeah, he does those movies, right, with the girls? No, no, not that guy. Not oh, that not Tim that, Holmes. Not that Holmes. No, not that Tim. Oh. This guy is famous. There's a very famous uh, movie Johnny. on uh, YouTube. His brother Johnny. And it's called uh, The Bigfoot Hunter Still Searching, if I remember correctly. Watch the movie. If you think the guy's acting, this is how Tim really is. He's not acting. This is who he is. Uh, great movie. Uh, millions of views on YouTube. Um, but uh, we found a track up there in the middle of the field. Um, and it wasn't the best of tracks, but it was, it was pretty big. Uh, but later, uh, when me, Will, and Steve went up there, uh, we did find a very clear track. Um, and if I, I don't know what the hell measured that, but we got a lot of pictures of it. I'll have to find the pictures. But uh, it was very clear. It was definitely a track, no doubt about it. Human print. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, you know, where people want to be. You know, and it was in like the second week of May. Right. You know, once we'd be walking around there barefoot in the middle of the woods, it's cold up there. You know, start of May. You know, so uh, yeah. So no, I don't. Uh, we are way past our time. We've, oh my God! We've been, we've been, we've been drinking was, adult beverages yes, the whole time. Is. So uh, tonight we're going to be doing a recap of what is uh, it? Paul Mason Red Berry. And just because I really didn't plan uh, on it, I forgot about it. And when the show was actually starting to open, then I'm like, oh, what are we going to drink tonight? So I pointed at the bottle and handful. So that's a good idea. So. Oh, tomorrow will be a rough day because I don't drink a lot. I've already had, I'm going to have two beers and a shot. Two beers and a shot. This will be very fascinating. I'm taking a picture right now of the alcohol and the shot glasses. Yeah, you can probably hear the camera go. All right. Here's one. Uh, swimming with legged sea monsters. Sea monsters. Oh boy. That is good. Oh! I got, I got a new beer. Yeah. Your ginger. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to be sick. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't call out from work. I'll go, but I'll be, I'll be a good day. It'll <laughs> be a good day. <laughs> no, this week's gonna suck at work. It's gonna suck. A lot of shit going on. I gotta be in a bunch of conference calls. Not gonna be a good time. I already know what kind of week it's gonna be. So, it'll be interesting. But that's work. Um, we get the weekend coming up. We do. And we're going where? We are going to the AuthorCon and Film Festival in Oteonta, New York. And this is a first year for this event. Um, the uh, the folks that bring you Wicked Radio, D DMT Wicked Radio, DMT or DT DTM Wicked Radio uh, are putting on this event, and uh, I think it's gonna be a crazy time because it's billed as an, an AuthorCon film festival, but like a third to a half of their headliners are professional wrestlers. You know, I bet you Danny's gonna be there. Oh, Danny might be. I'm sure Danny will be there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna meet up with um, uh, Daniel Class from the Hinsdale House. Yep, Hinsdale House. Um, they've got Leslie Estabrook from the Police Academy. Oh yeah, and she's gonna be there. I'm not sure who else is there, but it sounds like it's gonna be a, an interesting. Time. We gotta get some pictures. We, we are gonna get, get, some, get pictures. some pictures. We'll post them on we'll our, our Facebook page and our web page or something. Uh, make some contacts, meet some people, and uh, it should be a good time. We've been uh, between Jeff and I. We've been the last few weeks been out and about and hitting things. And yeah, uh, we started with the snipe hunt, and then the next weekend, I think the line I went up for another paracon and in uh, Scranton. And this past weekend, we were in the. In uh, Baldwinsville, and got with those folks, and this weekend the Arthur, 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 Arthur. You know what I'm doing? Not this. I'm doing this weekend with you, right. but the following weekend. You, get, you know, you know what I'm doing, folks. 
Guess what I'm doing? Can you guess what I'm Jeff, doing? Jeff, what are you doing? It's Halloween. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a set. No, was it Saturday or Sunday this year? I, I think it's on Sunday. Uh, there's a big uh, at the old Lackawanna train station in Scranton, Pennsylvania. There is a very large train show. Nice. Uh, I'll be going to the model trains, HO, O gauge, N gauge, all that stuff. Nice. Uh, I'm in that stuff. Obviously, we have a gigantic train layout that Jeff will finish when he's 55, 60 uh, <laughs> in the basement down here. Um, it's actually operational. Uh, but uh, I will be going there, and uh, that's one of the things I like to do. You know, it's one of my uh, little hobbies. Too many hobbies, I think. Too many hobbies. It's either this week or next week. Um, one of the one of the Vesta, which is a local town for us, is having a uh, train trail of terror and <laughs> hauntings, and I think it's going to talk about uh, train catastrophes in the area and and uh, things like that for uh, for this area, this region. Now, and that should, that should be interesting too. That's interesting. Now, if you look above here, I actually have checks, folks. Uh, from the St. Louis Southwestern Railroad Company from 1910. It's a real check from 1910 from the railroad. I have another one from the Chicago and Northern Western Railroad from 1912. These are real checks. They're not duplicates. They are real checks that were made at the time. I have a Pennsylvania Railroad Company. The actual Pennsylvania Railroad Company actual stock uh, above my bar. Now, again, it's not a copy. It is a real, real stock from that time. Um, with 1927, actually, uh, I have a lot of uh, little railroad stuff. Yes, I, do. I have a, I have a <laughs> nephew-in-law who is very much into trains. He uh, worked for the local rail companies as an inspector and go fixer and things like that. Sean, and uh, very intelligent person, but uh, yeah, he does. He did repairs and things like that. Over on top of the speaker. You see that device, that metal thing? That's actually a brake. Break. That is a brake off a coal car. And I took that out of an abandoned mind that I went down to the air shaft. And kid you not, <laughs> tied a rope. We went down through the air shaft in this abandoned mine. We were far down. Uh, we probably traveled for about an hour underground. Um, and I was able to retrieve that. Uh, the mine was built in 19... 18, 1898, I think the mine was built. I can remember, I think it was closed in 1946 or 47, certainly after the war ended. Um, but that is actually off a, uh, a mine car. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yep. Down in Pennsylvania. Not going to say where. I don't want people dropping down the air shafts. We had, uh, actually had a former miner with us, uh, one miner rescue uh, person who knew what they were doing, uh, highly trained individuals. Um, and a railroad historian, a minor, and minor historian, actually. Um, I was kind of a tag-along. It was a great experience, one of the best experiences of my life. I can honestly say that. If you ever get the chance to go on a tour like that, um, it's not exactly legal, <laughs> just so you know, uh, but it's a ton of fun if the people who know, you know, you go with know what they're doing. So we had all the proper equipment. We had, you know, gas chemical, you know. There's certain gases uh, that can kill you underground, mm -hmm. and they had all the equipment for that to detect that. Uh, it was a yeah. very safe procedure. Uh, it wasn't like half-ass, like you know, Indiana Jones type of stuff. Um, although my uncle, who was part of this, uh, is definitely Indiana Jones. So they would ever do one. Um, he's the one that puts this stuff together. But anyway, a whole other story in the show. Um, sea monsters—that's what we were talking about, and we kind of got off that. And that's you know, a good part of my fault. That's all right. Uh, but, so yeah, know, there's a lot out there. So it's a it's a part of the cryptid universe that you don't hear a lot about. You hear about Nessie and Champ. You hear those things. Um, you know, here's a funny thing: the Nessie stuff. Okay, which is fascinating. It's over in England, which I will be going to England soon. Uh, within the next two years, I will be going to the Loch Ness up in Scotland. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's not high on my priority list. Um, but um, what I found fascinating was there's the Lake Algorgon, and I wish I could remember it, and uh, Champ, Lake Champagne. I think the sighting um, and the character of the witnesses, I should say, uh, the quality of the witnesses is better um, for the one out in Oregon mm -hmm. and the one here in uh, uh, Lake Champagne. Uh, the one in Oregon, I, I know there was a sighting uh, 
and this is many years ago now, but there was over 30 people, literally over 30 people who saw the creature at the same time. Um, it, it just fascinating stuff. When you read the reports and how many people were involved and how many witnesses and, you know, you, you, you got your, your school's custodian uh, to the town doctor, you know, all witnessing the same event at the same time. Uh, it's, you know, you, you just can't make this stuff up. You know, you can't. No, and you know? again, there's, and you don't know what this thing is. It, it, I don't think it's a monster, but, and I did, no, it's not I did a the monster, air quotes. Right? I did the air quotes right now. Yeah, you did the quotes. I did the quotes. Um, I think there, I think, you know, the, the like Champagne Champ, I think Nessie, I, I think these are prehistoric creatures that have survived. You know, not they survived in 80 million, 90 million years, you know, but they're offspring and they're offspring and they're offspring and they, and there's yeah. enough of a breeding population for it to continue. I get that, but how these areas aren't that the question is and this is where this is where the this is the first thing the skeptics say is how could you have a breeding population that big and not have definitive proof well definitive proof like definitive proof right well in that not fuzzy sightings not and what whatever. that goes that goes for a lot of creatures I mean if you look at the uh, silverback uh, gorillas you know there was legends of those um, all through the ages, and, and you know, explorers didn't confirm that these things right. were real. I think it was the late thirties, early forties. Um, but the legends go back hundreds of hundreds of years of these gorillas, you know. Uh, but there was no bodies, there was no hair samples, or right. no, no hair samples in math back then. But there was no evidence. There was no empirical evidence of one being shot or anything like that. But not shot or killed by a spear, I should say, in the, in the area they live in. Um, and it wasn't until the very the late 30s, I remember correctly, that, you know, explorers, American explorers, remember correctly, actually really did have photographic evidence and legitimate yeah. evidence that these things were real. Um, so anything is possible. There was a deer that was uh, found uh, about 20 years ago in the mountains of China. Um, and this is where I think the legend of unicorns come from. It, has, it actually has one thing coming out of its head, like a unicorn. Mm -hmm. And it was thought to be a mystical beast, and it turned out to be a real animal and still alive to this day. Huh. And that wasn't found until about 20 years ago. There are things that we are finding literally every year that we right. did not we're, know we're, we're stumbling on. Right. Get that. Right. But we're at a point with technology. Like, let's take Sasquatch Island in Alaska. With thermal radar and thermal photography and thermal satellites and... Well, no. That's a good point. I know where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Right. If we are specifically looking for something... But, see, that's the problem. We've got the technology to find... No, no, no. no. But, they, see, they, but this is the problem. I know where you're going with this. And this is the, the big problem with the few, the three biologists, the three biologists that are hunting for Sasquatch, the three out of millions literally on this planet of biologists hunting for Sasquatch, okay? The three, their concern is like, look, at, if scientists got involved... Whether it be Bigfoot or, or Nessie or Champ, if scientists, the scientific community actually got involved, not worried about the reputations and finally just said, we're going to figure this out one way or the other, got involved as a whole, they could solve this mystery within a two year period. That's what they have said. They said they're totally confident they could solve it within a two year period. But the scientific community is so worried about reputations. You know, how it's going to look, you know, in their career outlook, you know, well, we, he investigated Bigfoot or he investigated, you know, Nessie. You know, how it's going to look against them. Um, there's very few scientific journals that would even carry, you know, a, a legitimate uh, story about or, you know, research about a Sasquatch. Or, See, and that's uh, why I think it's crazy because in this day and age, in this day and the age. The technology is there? Well, not just technology, but the acceptance. You think... It's just, 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 the, just in the last five years, things have been more widely accepted that were, I won't say, let's probably say taboo subjects, but subjects that were in the closet. They're out in the open now. I would think that, you know, it would be legitimate research to put a yes or no on this. Okay. Granted, okay, let me give you a prime a example. Research for right, let me give you a prime example. Uh, there's a gentleman, he's deceased now. His name is John Mack, Pulitzer Prize winning author, mm -hmm. PhD, head of psychiatry for Harvard Medical University. 
Okay. Head. Yeah. Of Harvard. Harvard Medical University for Psychiatry. I'm a young man myself, but oh, yeah. okay. But what I'm saying, okay, this gentleman is a giant in his field. His 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 research, his papers are required, required teaching. Okay, in acceptance in psychiatry. All right. He got involved with the alien abduction thing. <laughs> no joke. The head, of, like, yeah. Harvard flew through a fit because. At first, it started out, well, I'm just going to disprove this. He's going to come up with a new medical disease, mental disease. It's this whole thing. Yeah. For five years, he did a study. At the end of the five years, he came out with a research and said, you know what? This is really happening. Harvard blew a freaking fuse. Of course. <laughs> they tried to have him disband. Because <laughs> the UFO thing, and again, now it's getting lower. But the UFO thing has always been, and we've talked about this, has always been a government... And a cover-up, rush right. under. I'm thinking not so much Bigfoot, unless you're tied to the UFOs or, you know, Joe Biden. So, if you can connect the dots with Bigfoot, and I don't know why there isn't an anthropological professor someplace trying to say this is, there is. This is a missing link. Is well, it, this is not is. a missing link. Right. Uh, this is a new species. Jeff Moldrum. This, this Jeff is Moldrum. a species we didn't yeah, know about. PhD. Uh, I can't remember what university he's for, but he is a PhD. Uh, Jeffrey Moldrum. Brilliant man. Uh, extremely uh, articulate when he speaks about Sasquatch. He has the largest uh, collection of Sasquatch uh, moldings, you know, mm-hmm. the foot moldings in the entire world. Um, and the dermal ridges, which is a big thing. You know, I think we've talked about dermal ridges before. Right. Uh, but uh, he is, and he has studied, you know, film after film after film. He studied the Patterson film, and he's the one that actually pointed out, because he's, you know, that's what he does, locomotion is part of his, uh, his uh, background, is how humans walk and how apes walk. And he's able to point out very quickly, you know, the Patterson film is not a human being in a suit, just by the way it walks. It's just impossible for locomotion to happen that way for right. human being. Uh, but anyway, uh, there are people out there who are um, highly recognized who have PhDs. And, you know, PhD is not an easy thing to acquire. No, know? it's not. Um, and there are, you know, there are people out there who are well-respected within their fields who have come out and say, hey, wait a minute, there's something to this. So like that uh, like gentleman's name that escapes me. was uh, the head of for- uh, forensics for the FBI, you know, for fingerprinting. Mm-hmm. And... He looked at Dermorinches and he's like, when he saw him, when he saw him on the footprints, he's like, oh my God, these things are real. You know, that's what he did for a living right. for the FBI. Was he was the, the guy for the FBI. He had it for He's like, no, I can just tell by the Dermorinches. There's something out there that really exists for making these prints. These are fake. Um, there are people out there who will put the reputation on the line. Uh, just not enough of them, unfortunately. Seeing the way I'm seeing it, If you go out there and do this, it's one of those things where one door closes and our door opens. You know, the scientific community may close the door a little bit on you, but you'll be a rock star. You're a rock star. You're going to be on every documentary ever made. They're going to want you. We rock want that guy. He's got the PhD behind the screen. That's what I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. In this day and age. Yeah. Why someone hasn't taken a scientific approach to determining what a spirit is. Yeah. And you know, we you, talk, you would be yeah. a rock star. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, absolutely. It's like one of those, uh, it's a, that's it another is, area. It is no longer a... Science will touch? Taboo subject. Yeah. It really isn't. It is something that people really want an answer to. Well, no, and here's the and thing, And they're not going to freak out if it's the answer is yes. Right, but here's the thing, though, and, and we talked about it in the Let's Talk Ghosts, was it's all amateur people. Doing the research. We're doing the best we can, but right. we're not scientists. We're not. But if scientists would get freaking involved and stop worrying about their reputations, we could solve these mysteries. There's no doubt in my mind that we could solve these mysteries. Nothing. And I think there's got to be a certain amount of faith in there. And I'm not saying religious, but you've got to got to kind of believe what you're doing. 
And if you just go at it with a beaker and a Bunsen burner, you're probably not going to get very far. Um, yeah, beaker, yeah, beaker. <laughs> Favorite character ever. Favorite character ever is um, beaker for me, folks. Here, I know uh, we were just talking about this at the break room at the casino um, about houses being haunted and ghosts and you know, they're not there to do any harm, they're just there and things like that. And uh, it was funny, the one, and this would be a great thing to incorporate if you could. They have one of those Alexis or whatever, it's the home you, you talk to when it does stuff for you. Check, yeah, check yeah. the unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. called a wife. But anyway, um, <laughs> the Alexi, I think, is what Google has or Amazon or whatever it is. Right. Um, in, it's funny because people say, oh, the CIA uses those to spy on you and send anything else. But, uh, There's some truth to that. But, but yeah, yeah, there probably is. But uh, she was saying that she was, she was, uh, had her arms full of laundry or something, and uh, she was trying to turn the light switch. Gosh, because he was just filtering his light switch in the whatever it was, Alexi, whatever it was, said, whatever it says, not enough information to process your request. And she seemed odd because she really didn't say it loud enough for right. the thing to hear her. And um, she went back and checked a couple days later. And I guess, I guess it keeps a record of what questions are asked it. And at that time, the question asked was, how do I turn on a light switch? <laughs> she never asked the question. Right. Wow. Far out. And again, it's an electronic device that picks up on this thing. And again, science says, I don't know. But I'm just saying, there's, at this stage of the game, a lot of people out there where they want to admit to believe, and a lot more would believe if someone, you know, because scientific proof that says this is real, this isn't, but I don't know. A lot of people don't want to know. A lot of people don't want to know what's after death. Well, you know... They have their ideas and they want to be satisfied and happy with their ideas. I, I don't know about that particular field as much as you obviously. I know very little. Uh, I've been learning as I go. But I know for the UFO field, and there's been documented studies and documented polls that have shown the more intelligent you are, the more likely you are to believe in intelligent life in the universe. So the less intelligent you are, the less likely you are to believe there's <laughs> something else greater than you are. Um, and, and that's just a game of numbers. I mean, any idiot can understand that. As far as I can say, any idiot can understand that. You know, it's a game of numbers. Um, the universe is so large. You could be an idiot not to believe that there's something else something, out something. there. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, when it comes to the afterlife, um, I don't know about anyone else. I've had personal experiences that make me uh, definitely believe that uh, there are things around us that uh, transform over to the other on, from the other side at times. Um, I, there was an experience I had um, shortly after uh, my, one of my, ex, my ex-girlfriend died, her name was Dana. I was already dating Heather at the time. Uh, and uh, me and Typhoon, my one dog, always slept in the bed together so well before Heather you know, moved in. And one night we're watching TV on YouTube all day, so we're watching UFO stuff. And it had to be about one in the morning. And uh, the bedroom door was closed, and I had no cats. And there was a scratching. Wish I had some wood around. On the freaking door, at the middle of the door, not the bottom, not the top, right in the middle of the door. And Typhoon, the dog, the Rottweiler, Pitbull, was looking over at the door. I'm looking at the door, and I'm like, what the that, you know? And then the doorknob started turning back and forth. I kid you not. The doorknob was, I could watch it turning. And I'm, I'm freaking out, man. I'm like, holy shit. So I started pushing the dog, and the dog wouldn't go towards the door. I'm like, you're the Rottweiler Pitbull. Go, man. Dog's so I got her. I dragged her by the collar out of the bed and put her up next to the door, and I whipped open the door and threw the dog out there. <laughs> Get him. Sick. And there was nothing there. I'll never forget that night the rest of my life. I hadn't been drinking, I, you know, nothing like that. Um, but that scratching was louder than hell. It scared the hell out of me. And then to see the doorknob move back and forth. Oh, let me tell you, folks. That'll put a scare in you. On, yeah. You know, so you, I don't takes, know. All it takes is one experience. Yep. And people are. I'll never forget that of... night the rest of my life. 
All right, so we are Let's Talk It All at www.letstalkitall.com. I'm Anvil, and that's Jeff, and you can email us if you like at that same address. Uh, thank you to Diversity Broadcasting Network for all their support and help in putting us up, and that's www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com, and we are on Friday nights at 10 o'clock. Uh, also, I believe next week we're coming up on... It'll be the broadcast before Halloween, and we're going to try to wrangle Alani Psychic Medium in and talk to her yes. about uh, Halloween and traditions and things like that. Uh, she did an interview five, six years ago on the SUNY campus radio with one of the uh, uh, talk show people, and it was a really good, really good thing. Uh, so we're going to get her and talk about that. We should have a good time with that. Uh, but until then, I will let Jeff give you final thoughts. I'm just going to quote the immortal words of Steve from Let's Talk Ghosts when he said, Remember, folks, when you're on an investigation, you are the best piece of equipment. Everything else just takes batteries. And with that, have a good night.